Good to have you back. Bill Michaels Show. Thanks to everybody on the network for taking a listen to us. Um, I said I told my wife it's a sports divorce weekend. She actually didn't overreact this time. Finally, after nearly 46 years of marriage, she has me figured out. LOL. <laughs> it is. Nick Saban frustrated with the NIL and some of the things going on in college football. Walks down the hall and said, that's it. I'm done. Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft. They uh, today jointly put a smiley face on the situation, but Bill, as he said, I'll always be a Patriot at heart, but I am not going to be the Patriots' head coach. And Robert Kraft thanked him for his service, and then they moved on. You've got Pete Carroll moving into a advisor, an advisory role. He is out as the head coach of the Seahawks. You have got decisions to be made in L.A. for the Chargers, the Raiders, You've got coaching jobs in Washington and Carolina and Tennessee. And, I mean, it's just the carousel continues, just continues. And uh, in the meantime, you've got coaches that could be out of a job after this weekend, depending on the level of expectation. And you've got teams that could advance, uh, assistants that need to be interviewed, but uh, they've got a concentration and a focus right now on what's going on via the postseason. The Packers are getting ready to head down to Dallas where – you know, these two teams are heading against one another with two di- entirely different expectations. One was, we're just happy to be here. And the other one is, if you don't get to a Super Bowl, you could be out of a job. So the pressure's on Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, and the Dallas Cowboys while the Packers are going down with house money saying, show me the money. And they're just kind of spending it, like letting the bills fly, you know. Here we go. Just, just cash out. I want to go back to something that Tom said, and, and I apologize to Tom because he, he, he waited a long time to come on the air. We took his call. I said I'd get to it, and then we went into the Bill Belichick thing, and we never got back to it. So I apologize. I want to get to it. He said he went back. He dropped a 1983 reference on us, going all the way back years and years and years. Uh, and then he goes back to even prior to that uh, with you know Shermer and, and Mike Holmgren going back to then Lombardi and company, saying that you got to open up the playbook. I would expect that I'm not going to say you're opening every page of the playbook, but I think everything is in play. You you go into this game, Matt LaFleur, Jordan Love, you know, your 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 offensive staff, and you're saying, look, everything's in play. Tuck a couple of these uh, maybe surprise things away, something we haven't shown yet this year just in case we need it, and let's just, just go ball out. Let's just go ball out. I, I agree with them. You open up the playbook. Now, you don't reveal everything, but let's say you get off to a fast start. You get a couple of turnovers, suddenly you're off to a 21-point lead. And you don't show everything. You don't necessarily coast, but you don't show everything either because you know that you could be then playing another game down the road and you don't want to reveal everything that you have as a quiver, you know, as, a, as an arrow in your quiver. Um, then he said, you know, you got to set the edge and when it comes to playing defense. And – we talked about that, that you look at what Micah Parsons does to wreck a game plan. Well, that's what Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith can do. But with a mobile quarterback like Dak Prescott, you have to be able to contain him and keep him under pressure, and then maybe you can create a mistake or two. So I, I'm, I'm right there with you, right there with you. His last comment was, uh, first of all, he said 34-31, the Packers get a win. But. He said, uh, Joe Barry, Joe Barry. And when you say yesterday, by the way, we did a poll question 
and it re, it was pretty pretty well received. Um, almost twelve hundred votes yesterday, twelve hundred votes. And the question was, if the Packers do lose to the Dallas Cowboys, who do you think is going to get blamed? Matt Lafleur, Joe Barry, Jordan Lover, other. And 85% of you said Joe Barry. It's going to be the defense that gives it up. They believe that. Other could be something like turnovers or what have you. And then uh, you kind of go from there. Jordan Love, 1.7%. Matt LaFleur, 3.7%. But Joe Barry, overwhelmingly. Okay. So you go to Joe Barry. And you say, what does Joe need to do? Now, in some people's mind, you act like Joe Barry's going to be on the field tackling and putting pressure on quarterbacks and you know blitzing up the gut, and he's going to be the guy in the secondary that gets burned or doesn't get burned. So Joe can only do so much. Let's be realistic. But I like the way they have played. I like just seeing different things, things we haven't seen. Now, is it rudimentary? For others that have been describing the, the Packers' defense, yeah, it's pretty rudimentary. It's pretty basic football 101. There's, there's nothing deceiving or deceptive about it in any way, shape, or form. There's nothing overwhelming. You would like to see, um, and we're talking about two coaches today, Nick Saban and, and Bill Belichick, both of whom look at the game defensively like, okay, what do you do great? Who is your best player, and what do you do great? Okay, we're going to take that away from you. Everything else is on the table, but we're going to take that away from you. We're going to find out what you do, and we're going to attack that. And rather than attacking your weaknesses, because you're already weak, why do we need to make you weaker? We're going to take what you do great, and we're going to attack it and disguise it and do different things. I thought Dan Orlovsky had a great insight today. Um, He was talking about Bill Belichick, and when he was playing for the Indianapolis Colts, when Peyton had the neck issue, he was going to start against New England, and he called Peyton because Peyton was at home rehabbing the neck surgery. And he said, Peyton, hey, I I just want to pick your brain here because what what do I expect? What should I look for um, coming up against the New England Patriots? And his response from Peyton Manning was everything. Everything and things you've never seen before, you're going to see. He will find ways to do things that you've never seen before. So there's things you can't prepare for. However, he said what you have to do is prepare to just grind it out. Grind it out more than they do. But I can't tell you a specific thing that Bill likes to do because he every game plan is different. Everything he does is different. Every look he gives you is different. And you're going to see stuff you've never seen before. Every time, which was which was insightful. Then when you listen a couple of weeks ago going into the Minnesota game of the criticism of Joe Barry's defense, and the question was, what is wrong with it? And the argument was, it's easy. It's easy to figure out. You know where the guys are coming from. You know the lanes they're coming in. You just plug those lanes and you're fine. There, there's, there's nothing, you know, nothing insightful to it. It's just basic football. Now, the other adage that a coach will tell you is there's nothing new, Hill. There's no magic pill. There's no, there's nothing you haven't seen, you know, which the great coaches will tell you that where they always draw something up you haven't seen before. But it, it, you got to be creative. 
and I've liked what little creativity there's been. It's been different for the Green Bay Packers. So when he says Joe Barry, um, I completely agree with you, but not in the sense of Joe Barry has to unload the playbook. I think Joe Barry just has to let the guys play. Let them play free. That's it. Let them play defense the way they want to play defense. And that doesn't mean allowing them to run around with their hair on fire. This It means, you know, if they want to be aggressive, let them be aggressive. If they feel that they can get an edge over somebody, let them, let them do it. Prove it. You know? And what he's done over the last couple of weeks has been a little bit of a, a deviation of the same old, same old. So, I, you know, like, like many of you, we've all enjoyed watching defense play better over the last couple of weeks. So, now we'll, now we'll see. Now we'll see. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Uh, 877-867-1670. You can also uh, find us uh, via email, vbillmichaels at gmail.com. That's vbillmichaels at gmail.com. That's good stuff. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Joe listening to us in Spencer. Joe, how you doing, man? What's going on? Waiting for the snow, I guess. Yep, waiting for uh, snow again in three. And, and, and speaking of weather, there's going to be a segment tomorrow morning on CBS News about the best tailgating stadiums. And they're going to talk about the uh, interview with the Green Bay Packers player or people that come to the tailgating parties tomorrow okay. morning. All right. I'll look forward between to that. Se- between, between 7 and 9, probably closer I'll throw, to 9. I'll throw that on. Yeah. I don't mind. They interviewed a couple of morning. It's just a little segment this morning. They interviewed a couple of people. One says, we are a family, he says. And that's true. That's true. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, it is it is a family, and it's a very welcoming tailgate base. Right. That's Green why Bay, they said it's, well, it's, yeah. it's the better one. So, yeah, yeah. I got to listen to it myself. Okay, good stuff. Well, I'm be looking forward to that. And that's national, or that's just local. That's that, national, that's right? The, that, that, that's national news. Is but uh, okay. Uh, Gail King and all that. Gotcha. Okay. Well, we'll look forward to that. Anything else? Okay. Uh, otherwise, just waiting for the snow to stop blowing that's tomorrow. It. We're all waiting, all waiting for that, and then the bottom to drop out of the temperature. Man, appreciate the phone My, call. Eight. 877-867-1670, If you want to give us a shout, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Um, this one's from Dalton. Dalton says, uh, hey, Bill, my key matchup tomorrow is Jair uh, and what he does in the secondary. Is he going to play man up and have a lot of press coverage? You didn't hear his name call because he played extremely well in his first game back. I think his tail between his legs is a good thing because it has refocused him on his job at hand. Um, yeah. I you didn't and we talked about that earlier in the week. Um, we were talking with Eric Branchak because you didn't hear Jair's number really called. He was in on a couple of tackles, but you didn't really hear his number called because they weren't throwing at him. He had good good coverage and then we saw them play more man than we've seen them play in quite some time. It would be great if and the benefit here is when you take a grass team and put them on turf, the grass team suddenly looks and feels a little bit quicker. Whereas the team that plays on turf, they feel the same. I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but guys said they feel a little bit of a spring in their step. And it's a good turf down at uh, AT&T Stadium. It's not one of these, you know, uh, house of horrors, much like, say, Ford Field, MetLife Stadium, um, Indianapolis, another one. 
So, um, you know, we, we, we're we nitpicking when we're looking at turf, I guess, at this point. You know, when you start to think about all the little nuances of the game, things that can make things better and things that are going to play in your favor. Look, the Cowboys play extremely well at home. They, they haven't been beaten in a long time, a long time at home. They score at home. It's a track meet at home. They're good at getting up on teams and dominating you, but they've also played lesser opponents at home. So they got a couple of decent wins, but – the Seattle took them to the mat, and we all know Detroit did. Uh, both of those teams are over 500. So we know Detroit did. So can they be got at home? Sure they can. Sure they can. And maybe, you know, it's funny because you listen to the national pundits, and everybody wants to know if Green Bay can win. And, of course, they can. You know, you can't in, – in this game on any given Sunday, you never, never rule out the possibility of a loss. But most people are saying – Green Bay has to play some kind of above-the-human-capability game for them to knock off the Dallas Cowboys at home. And maybe Dallas is hearing that. Maybe the players in that locker room are feeling that. So, and I said this last night on the show, on the huddle, you punch a bully in the face, and if they don't know how to respond, they panic. They can look dazed and confused. So, who knows? Maybe the Packers... Maybe Dallas wins the toss, they defer, Packers get the opening drive, take it right down and score. And suddenly Dak Prescott's like, wow, you know, the defense is like, how'd that happen? Micah Parsons is like, how'd that happen? Rasheed Walker controlled me, man, how'd that happen? And you get them reeling a little bit. Now they're thinking. And if you can go out and get a stop, go back down and score, suddenly you're up two scores and you've punched the bully in the face and now we'll see what they're made of. Do they panic? Does bad Dak show up, the Dak that starts throwing picks and putting the ball in the hands of the defenders? Here's the other thing, and it, this, this might be a, another, if you want to talk about a key to the game, catch the damn ball. If you're a defender on this defense and it hits you in the chest or in the hands, you've got to catch the ball. This team is terrible at picks, terrible. They don't have good hands. But if you see one coming in your direction on Sunday, you've got to catch the ball, hands down. I think the first quarter is going to be huge in this game, right? I, I think if the Cowboys jump out yep. to a 10 nothing, 14 nothing lead, they can play fast and they can come after Jordan Love and they can take chances and, and really play from ahead. They're really good at that. But if the Packers can be right there at the end of the quarter, or God forbid, you know, they get some, some lucky, fluky, maybe they get a kick return touchdown or a scoop and score fumble that's really fluky and, and they're right there or even leading at the end of the first quarter in the second quarter. Cowboys are carrying a lot of baggage. You know, like they've come up short the last couple of years. Mike McCarthy, all of a sudden Belichick's available. What if Steve, what if Steven uh, or uh, Jerry Jones, what if they want to go after Belichick if I lose this game? So yeah. if they can just keep it there and just make the Cowboys uncomfortable, I think they can really play in this game. Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. Uh, let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. Come back. <coughs> Excuse me. Right after the. Ready. This is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I tell you what, if you caught our friends over at Master Z's during the holidays, uh, especially with you hunkering down now with the weather we've had over the last uh, week, because it's going to continue tomorrow, you're probably going, oh, thank God. But if you're out and about and you're like, 
maybe I want to do some things at home. You know, while you save some money, you spend some money to save some money. You know what I mean? So uh, instead of going out, uh, you know, spending money doing things elsewhere, you can always stop in the Master Z's and pick yourself up some, say, dartboards or table game accessories, bumper pool, pool tables, both bar size and regulation size, shuffleboards, table games of all types. They've got a huge selection in their showroom and a big showroom, and everybody loves to go in and kind of touch and feel and sniff and see everything it is that's uh, the possibility for their home. So uh, check out our friends at Master Z's. Master Z's on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield, and call them right now because there are some specials left over from the holidays, and they're starting to turn the corner. If you start to think about warmer weather, which God knows I am, thinking about warmer weather, and you're going, man, I would really like to, you know, upgrade the patio coming up in this this year. Maybe you start looking at that stuff. Go in there and start dreaming a little bit. That's Master's Ease on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield, 262-746-5931. See it today. Get it tomorrow. That's Master's Ease on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield, and tell them we sent you. Good, good stuff. Um, let's get to the phone calls here real quick. Uh, let's go to Gino. Gino, welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, Bill. Uh, good to hear. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. I'm a longtime listener of your show. I uh, appreciate uh, all your insight, and uh, I look forward to uh, listening to everything you got to say every day. It's uh, it's very uh, very intelligent stuff. So um, thank you. I guess what I was just calling about was, you know, you were talking about uh, our defense and stuff like that with Joe Barry, and it just seems to me that. Uh, our recent success in the last two, three weeks, it, you know, it seems like our, our defensive backfield is, is more, uh, has gone more to the uh, man-to-man, um, mm-hmm. which I think they play, actually, I think they're playing that really well. And it, it helps having Jair back there, too. Yeah. Um, but when we were going through some tough times there defensively, it seemed like we were playing zone and guys just looked lost out there. It seemed like they didn't know where their areas were or something because guys were just like wide open. Um, and then uh, the one thing that I can remember uh, throughout the game was that Tampa Bay game when um, I think we had Smith was on, uh, we had a linebacker on Godwin. And uh, a few times, and I mean that that was like ridiculous. But right. um, all I'm saying is, I just think that uh, defensively, he's you know he's been taking a lot of criticism. Um, but uh, we'll see t- this weekend. But it just seems like their defense is playing better, and I I think they need to play man to man in the backfield. I I think they'll play more of it. I think, uh, and appreciate the phone call. And you're you're right. I mean, your recognition is correct. They have played more, man. Um, I go back to last year's contest against Minnesota when Jair was just begging, hey, put me on Justin Jefferson. And he did. And it wasn't all man-to-man all the time, but it was a lot of man-to-man, something they don't normally play a lot of. And because the soft zone coverage was killing them. And you're right. Anytime you get Godwin over the middle and you're, you know, lining him up against the linebacker and you've got Devondre Campbell trying to cover him on a bad, bad ankle, it's just, it's never a recipe for success. So uh, I agree with you. I, I, and even if you don't play man all the time, which nobody does, you got to mix some things up, you know, and, and they've been better at that. So I, 
it's it's very cliche to say I'm going to be really interested to see how the Packers play this this weekend, but I really am. I really am. Uh, Ferguson is a hell of a tight end. You're going to have to figure out a way to cover him or he's going to move the sticks and you're going to live death by a thousand cuts. C.D. Lamb's a guy that can get over the top and burn you and come up with big chunk plays and you got to figure out him. And, you know, not that Tony Pollard really scares me uh, by any stretch, but more so uh, if you establish any kind of a run game, it does change the dynamic of the defense. And then, you know, you got to, you would assume it's maybe Quay Walker. Uh, if he's not on Ferguson and it's Quay Walker, then spying Dak and, not allowing Dak to get outside of the pocket and, and have success on a lot of these off-script plays that he's been so successful at this season. So there's a lot of dynamic there that, that Joe Barry has to think about and has to cover. That's why I said, look, I, Joe Barry, regardless of what happens, Joe Barry will get the blame for the most part. Um, but it's he, he can't tackle, he can't cover. All he can do is put guys in positions to be successful, and that's what I want to see. Like if, if CeeDee Lamb is one-on-one matched up with Jair, and Jair's downfield hand-fighting and, and, you know, in there all the way, and the pass is perfect, there's nothing you can do, okay? You can play as good as you can, but there's nothing you can do. But if you've got a third and seven and your defensive backs are sitting on the outside edges at 12 yards back and it's easy first downs, and again, they're picking up and moving the sticks, and, you know, and then you're going back to the same old, same old, and then we're going to scratch your head and go, what the hell is that all about, right? So I, I just – I, I – I don't anticipate this football team regressing, but I also worry that, let's say, the exact opposite of my scenario happens from before when I said the Packers get the ball. You know, Cowboys win the toss, um, or, you know, Packers lose the toss. Cowboys defer. And, um, you know, the Packers get stymied. And then the Cowboys score once or twice. And if they, if they get behind, then what? You know, do they go back to playing the soft, keep it in front of you defense, don't allow the, the lead to get bigger? Do they play conservatively? Which, to me, it's like that's go down swinging, man. If you're going down, go down swinging. Start, you know, just flailing at that point. So I, I'm, I'm really I'm excited for the weekend. Um, and I, I know I said before I've got a little trepidation and anxiety about it, and I shouldn't have because this is, this is playing with house money, man. This really is. So, on one hand, I'm excited. On the other hand, I'm kind of like, I don't want to see the season come to an end, if that makes sense. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's go to Tim listening to us in Sparta. Tim, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Uh, I am better than I deserve. Um, <laughs> Good to hear. I, I, think, I think that Joe Barry and whatever defense he calls is actually secondary. I think the primary thing we have to worry about is Jordan Love once again throwing the ball too high to his receivers. Um, in the last couple of games, he's been accurate, but he's been high. And against the Dallas defense, those guys would cut our receivers in half mm-hmm. because they're that good. Um, so we want Joe Barry to play man. More so than than uh, than he has in the past, but you, you're going to have to double cover CD Lamb, and you're going to have to put a safety on on uh, Ferguson. Um, I, I firmly believe that, but I think that this is going to come down to Jordan Love, and can he get the ball to a place where his receivers can catch it and not get knocked, you know, ass over tea kettle here, and and give up a a, a bounce off the hands pick. Right. 
Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I, I, he's going to have to be on. And the, the one thing through this whole stretch, and we've talked about it, that Jordan Love has been good at, it's been, uh, and I appreciate the phone call, Tim, it has been while he doesn't have that absolute 10 yards off the ground, laser 20, 20 yards, 30 yards downfield, he's been able to kind of toss it in the bucket. He's found that rhythm. It took a long time, but he's found that rhythm of being able to drop it into that bucket. And it, with the Cowboys and teams that are better, uh, that bucket, that window may close quicker. So, yeah, you're right. It's 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 decision-making. It's seeing the whole – like Jordan Love yesterday, it was, it was really interesting, and you heard it today too, um, where he talked about leading – Tucker Craft to close the game out against the Bears. The window, he said, to throw him open. And I, I stopped and I alluded to that yesterday. He's seeing that window now. Things are beginning to slow down for him. And if you can see that window, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, you know, like I said, a laser beam that finds its way into the hands of your receivers and through the hands of the defenders. It just, just drop it in the bucket. But don't put it in places that other guys can get to it and certainly don't put it in places where, uh, it's it's a catch and a down, you know, where guys just automatically don't lead your guys, give your guys opportunities to make plays. Because I think that they've got some pretty good playmakers, and I love the fact that if you get Christian Watson open, he's got enough speed to break away. I love the fact that Bo Melton is a guy that if you put him in space, he's taken on defenders and he's broken some tackles. I love the thing with Jay, the same thing with Jaden Reed as well. He's elusive, so. Just get the ball into your playmakers and then see what they can do. Uh, we'll, we'll, let's do this. We got it. We're at the bottom of the hour. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We got a whole lot more to get to. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everybody at Dwayne's Cover It All up in Wausau. D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's Cover It All in Wausau. And um, thanks to him for being a part of the program. He has been with us now for numerous years and uh, is a part of the program and helps us uh, do our Super Bowl coverage each, each and every year. But uh, if you are looking for, a, say, a boat cover, upholstery that needs to be fixed or the things that need to be recovered, awnings, gym equipment, office furniture, so much more. I can go through the whole list. He can do it and does it great. And this is the time of year to get that kind of stuff done. Give him a call, 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. That is Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. That is Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. Uh, going to hear from Aaron Jones coming up here in just a bit, so uh, stay tuned for that. But uh, I want to get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Ken listening to us in Sturgeon Bay. Ken, how you doing, man? What's going on? Great, Bill. Thanks a lot. Thanks for taking my call. Great show. Thank Question you. Appreciate is, it. Uh, on the kicking game, how much faith do you have in Carson kicking? I was looking at his stats. 40-plus, he's just a little over 50%, which that I kind of consider out of his kicking range if he's only a little over 50%. And if so, on fourth and short from that range, would you go for it more than often or not? God, that's in the now. You got to take into consideration that he's going to be kicking inside on Sunday, 
And the promotion of him when they brought him in was he's got this, quote, big leg. Well, yeah, he's got more touchbacks than Mason Crosby, and he has helped in that area drastically. But as far as the accuracy goes, uh, it hasn't been great. We all know that. So if it is – if I had to say if it's fourth down on what, my – you know, like the Cowboys 41-yard line? And it would be a fifty-seven yard kick, I'd probably go for it. If it's a if it would be a forty-five yard field goal, I'd probably kick the field goal and go, you know, hope for the best. Yeah, Bill, that because may- below forty perfect. Below forty, it's kind of strange on how he how he misses the extra point so bad though. Yeah, right. I just found that pretty interesting that yeah, he's only fifty percent a little over past forty yards. Right. So it's kind of and I think a close game, it may come down to just that. So, yep. I no, I agree with you. I it, it it has been that that aspect of you know the special teams, so to speak, has not been good, and that has been uh, a little disappointing because Anders Carlson came into this thing supposedly having this big leg, and now accuracy you can work out eventually. You know, maybe another year, and they work with him kicking camps in the off season and what have you. Okay, then he can maybe find it, but. That that has been at times just really di- disappointing. And how many times now? It doesn't matter the length of the field goal. How many times now do you hold your breath every time he goes on the field? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have much faith, but yep. I guess forty and forty and under. He's pretty accurate. But then again, the extra points so. though. Right. Well, at any rate, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate, Appreciate it, it, man. When you when you get into field goal grades. And Pro Football Focus looks at field goal grades. He is ranked as the third, and this is all the guys that have kicked this season. He he ranks, and because some kickers have had injuries, so they've had to bring in other guys or whatever. Uh, even though Austin Siebert is a guy that the Jets brought in, and he's only played a game, and Jamie Gillen has played a game. So you get rid of those three, maybe even Matthew Wright. But you look at Anders Carlson, and he would then be ranked 34th in the National Football League. 34th. Not that's that's not where you want to be. Not where you want to be. He is. Let's see here. Anders Carlson. He is three of five uh, beyond fifty. He is four of eight. Four of eight between forty and forty nine yards. That seems to be the bugaboo. Fifty percent. That's terrible. That's that's the weird part is you can't hit the. I mean, 40, 40 to 50 yards, that should be a relative chip shot in 2024 for a lot of kickers. Right? It's the middle kind of run-of-the-mill kicks that you'd like to assume most of the time your kicker is going to make. That's Those are the kicks he struggled mm-hmm. with. He is, so in other words, he is 7 of 13 from 40 yards and beyond. 7 of 13, that's terrible. That's 55%. He is from from uh, thirty nine and in. He's one hundred percent. He's nailed every one of them. It's just the it's the forty yards and beyond. Weird, weird. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You want to hit us up? Uh, Aaron Jones uh, spoke to the media yesterday, and uh, he's feeling good, ready to go. Obviously, returning to returning to Texas. This is. You know, he's kind of tired of talking about it, actually, but he's like, hey, look, we're ready to go. Take a listen to what he had to say with the media yesterday. Memorable games in Dallas. What do you remember about uh, each of those? Uh, Just, you know, going back home, uh, a lot of people, a lot of family back there, uh, you know, and then back home is all Cowboy fans, so uh, you want to have some bragging rights. 
the game in 2019 when you scored four times, is that, where would you rank that amongst the, you know, the... Uh, definitely uh, up there uh, in the top, definitely top five. I haven't really sat back and thought about that. I just keep trucking away and trying to keep knocking the games down. You gonna do any waving when you get in the end zone? <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do when I get in the end zone, <laughs> but uh, no. Is it outlawed by you now, or is that still on the table? Uh, try not to get fined, you know. <laughs> yeah. I like my money, so right. I'm trying to keep all of that. Playing against Mike McCarthy, a guy that you know well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was on the offensive side of the ball with him. Um, so from that standpoint, I kind of don't really remember much of his playbook. I've been in this system for a long time, but just uh, some of his philosophy, you know, what he's trying to accomplish in that sense. Playing the Cowboys, a team that's been so successful for well, almost two years now at home. How do you uh, how do you get through that challenge of playing at a crazy inside AT&T Stadium? Uh, you know, it's going to be loud. Try to silence them early. Uh, but we played in a lot of loud stadiums this year, uh, so just handle it, uh, handle the crowd noise and depend on each other, communication, even if we can't hear each other, find a way to communicate. I know this hasn't been the season you wanted in terms of injuries and stuff, but because of that, do you feel, do you feel like there's less tread on the tires? Do you feel a little pressure going into the postseason than maybe you had the last couple times around? Uh, I mean, no, I felt postseason is postseason. You're going to get amped up. You're going to rise up. Uh, to that, so uh, just I'm just excited to be in the postseason, uh, ready to go run. Uh, didn't feel like I've gotten back healthy and been able to show what I could do, uh, kind of how I started the season. So, you know, just look to continue to build off the momentum. Eric, during this season, there was a lot uh, said about this team's youth and would experience play a factor. Now you guys are going to the playoffs. Why do you think this team, as it is constructed, is ready for playoff football? Uh, I mean, did you look at our season? Uh, a lot of ups and downs. People counted us out uh, before this season even started. Uh, we're resilient. We don't we don't back down from anybody. We're not going to stop fighting. And we got a bunch of dogs in this locker room. So, if you put the future of yourself personally completely aside at this point, sorry, one more time. If you put your personal future, what's next, completely aside, have you thought about it at all over the last stretch? Nah, I mean, we're in a playoff run, so uh, I'll figure that out when that time comes. But right now, it's just it's playing football, and this is where I want to be, so I, I don't see why I would be thinking about that. I have another year under, un, under contract, so uh, no, that's, that, that doesn't pop up in my head. Just uh, how can we get the job done in Dallas? Aaron, I know you had high hopes for the season coming in and then the injuries. How difficult was that time for you? to sit back and, and have to rehab when the offense is struggling on the field, you know that you can make a difference and help? Uh, it's definitely tough, you know. A lot of a lot of time spent just trying to get your body back right. Uh, different treatments, different amount of things, hour, long hours spent into it. Uh, weeks on weeks on weeks, and you get to a point where like, like you start to question yourself, like, do I want to continue to do this? But that's when things get tough. That's when it really shows who you are as a person and uh, just continue to work through that, fight through that. Uh, showed up every day, was here for my teammates, uh, trying to cheer them on, uh, get, be, be whatever they needed me to be, um, and continue to work to get better every day. And, you know, I, I feel like uh, I did that and it stacked those days and it's showing. What's the biggest challenge that this uh, Cowboys defense presents? Uh, you know, they're fast, they, they show multiple looks. Uh, They'll, they'll move Michael Parsons around. They play a lot of man coverage. They got uh, good ball skills in the back end, um, and they, they play together. 
There you go. That was Aaron Jones meeting with the media and some good stuff there. Let's do this. We'll break, come back. We'll get back into it. Still got another hour and 10 minutes yet to go. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up, and it's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. Hey, let's do this. Uh, let's go uh, to Green Bay, up to uh, Lambeau Field. Mike Clemens standing by, coming out of Packers practice. Uh, Mike, how you doing, man? Okay, we just exited. I'd like to call it kicked out of practice. <laughs> for the Thursday practice for the Packers in this wild card playoff game against the Dallas Cowboys. Yesterday, there's four or five guys that were uh, limited, but the guy to watch is A.J. Dillon who's not only still you know, dealing with the broken right thumb, which he played a game with, but he's got some sort of a, a neck stinger. And I don't know if he actually talked about that. He did an interview. He talked to some some uh, uh, reporters yesterday, but pretty much just about where the team is at. You know, He says he's feeling better this week, but he missed uh, last weekend's game. Jair Alexander, him and uh, uh, A.J. Dillon and Jair, they were out there inside the Hudson Center during the warm-ups, but then they left to go inside to get continued rehab, so they're not going to practice today. Elton Jenkins, the left guard, is you know on a rest day, and he's you know he's he's still coming back from a knee and an ankle and a shoulder and that kind of thing. Here's something else I saw interesting. You know Tyler Davis, the the tight end, who yeah. they raved about on special teams, and he has suffered a torn ACL. I think that was when we were down in Cincinnati in the preseason. Right. He's out there coaching the tight ends today. He's out there teaching. Number 81, Josiah DeGuara, and off the practice squad, this kid has been elevated, I think, for one game. Henry Pearson, listed as a fullback. He's teaching them downfield blocking on special teams. And he looks like really? an assistant coach out there. Yeah. Black shirt, black pants, you know. I mean, he kind of fits the part. So mm-hmm. I'm sure he's going to want to try and come back in the spring uh, because, you know, Bisaccia said he's a valued special teams player and you know really he was kind of their uh, experienced tight end going into the season but uh he's and and that's remember also we talk, you noticed this too at the game before last the last home game when some of this you know stuff was coming in about joe barry that they're using tyler davis to hold up signals to the defense mm-hmm. on every snap yeah. is what personnel the opponent has come out with so interesting interesting um so when uh, some of these guys are practicing, but yet they're getting rehab. Mike, uh, do you think this thing's going to be pretty much uh, back to full strength come come Sunday? AJ Dillon made it sound like you know I'm better. Uh, you know you can put me in, you know and you got to get cleared. You got to get cleared, and it's the same thing with Christian Watson. And I know people are kind of sick of that story, but actually I thought he was very open with us yesterday about how frustrating this is for him. How, like last week, last week the plan was, okay, you know, Monday or Tuesday, you're okay. So, all right, let's go to practice on Wednesday and Thursday. We'll take off Friday, see how that works, and then we can maybe decide on Saturday. Well, actually, LaFleur said, hey, I'm sorry. This is a a must-win game against the Bears. I got time to decide whether or not I'm going to put in 15, 20 plays for you, you know, Friday afternoon or Saturday. And so by Friday, LaFleur pretty much like, 
I don't care what the doctors say. I got to I got to lock down my game plan. So whatever happens for Watson this week, I don't know. But you know, the fact is, he says I I don't think I can get to 100 percent while we're in the regular season. So that'll be an interesting question. Do you, do you throw him in a guy who hasn't played in six or seven weeks into a big game because you know you're on the turf and he could be the X factor. He could line up wide outside and go for a bomb. Right. I you you at least would love to see him activated for this game. I agree with you. And I said this at the beginning of the show. I said it's sometimes it's the embarrassment of riches when everybody comes back. It's kind of tough cuz you're trying to involve everybody rather than kind of sticking with what got you there, but he can be an asset. And you can throw a couple plays in there that say, "Hey, if you can just utilize your speed a couple of times and blow the lid off, it it would make thing make life a lot better for the offense." I do you think he plays? Well, how about Romeo Dobbs? Does he play? Because he was limited yesterday. He did not want to talk to me, but he came off the field coughing up blood, had to go to the hospital, have his, his chest yeah. checked out. So, you know, we you want to bench Malik Keith for special teams? You want to sit down Bo Melton, who's like their hottest receiver right, right now? Who do, you, who do you sit? Right. Yeah, exactly. And where where do you where do you find a space to put them? That's a great conundrum uh, to have. Hey, uh, real quick, uh, the running back situation. We know that Aaron Jones is ready to go. AJ Dillon uh, did not. He was one of the only guys that did not practice. Uh, does he come back? Do, does AJ Dillon at least you know on short yardage situations? Is he back tomorrow or back this I, weekend? Or I, I couldn't give you a prediction because this is a neck injury, you know. Yeah. And so they they, they don't like. It. I'll tell you this though. The Jordan Love thing is is strong, and and in terms of his leadership, and you know when you get into the playoffs and you're getting sort of the, to the finish line, you get to people like 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 uh, Matt Lafleur saying, you know this guy, this guy was raised the right way. He is so resilient. He's such a good character, and 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 think for a little Fleur. I mean, the night of the draft, I can tell you that guy was like, wait a minute, I lose Aaron Rodgers, Alan Lazard went and signed with the Jets, so there goes my senior wide receiver. And you're going to give me four or five rookie receivers. You're going to give me 13 rookies to replace eight veterans. Uh, and what I'm, I'm going to have back-to-back losing seasons. I mean, the last time that that happened was in the 70s, and the coach got fired. So, right. uh, you know, and and look where he is. And he's, he's putting that on Jordan Love. I'm getting them there. Yep, no doubt. Mike, great stuff, buddy. We appreciate it. You and I will talk again tomorrow to wrap things up, okay? Thank you, Bill. See you, pal. There you go. That's Mike Clemens checking in. From Green Bay, and uh, Mike will be on with us the full hour tomorrow, and uh, the uh, to end the program as Mike gets ready to uh, set off to Green or set off to Dallas to cover the Packers and the Cowboys. We got another hour of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Stay tuned. Stay right where you're at. We'll be back right after this.